The Reinvent You podcast is designed to provide tangible advice that will help transform those who have experienced a divorce or a breakup into rediscovering their voice, regaining their power, and obtaining their freedom by focusing on mindset, emotions, finances, health, faith, love, parenting, and building meaningful relationships. These weekly talks are designed to assist individuals to become the best version of themselves in their personal lives, families, and professional environment. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining. What is up, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of the Reinvent You podcast. I am your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you so much for joining me this week. So we're on week five of um, the the quarantine, and uh, so many areas of our lives right now is extremely impacted. And I I had a guest on a few weeks ago to talk about money and finances. And um, even though finances is one of the one of our struggles right now, one of our challenges, but there's also another important component, actually two important components that I wanted to talk about today. And that is our mental and emotional health. Um, And what comes with that challenge is stress and anxiety and fear depression and negative thought patterns, lack of sleep, overeating, drinking, you know, just so much happens when your, your mental and emotional um, well-being is not as stable um, in certain seasons of your life. And so when it comes to coping and healing with relationships, we want to do that in a healthy way. So that way, when we get through that season, we come out a lot more stronger than we are. And uh, one thing that I noticed in myself is that when I first got my divorce, you know, I did a lot of going out. Um, I did a lot of drinking. I did a lot of vacationing. Um, I even lost a lot of weight, actually, because I worked out a lot. But I didn't deal with the mental and emotional part of my self-care. And uh, because of that, it caused me to have a lot of um, anxiety, panic attacks, and depression because I was just not dealing with my stuff. And so we live in a very, um, a world that tells you to treat yourself a lot. And we oftentimes mistake that as like real self-care. Like we'll go out, we'll get our feet done, our nails done, eyebrows did, and I ain't knocking that. I'm not telling people not to do it. But what I am saying is that there is another deeper level of actual care that we need to do. And that's what our mental and emotional uh, well-being. And so today, what I decided to do, I started, I started to, um, I decided to reach out to a good friend of mine, actually. Um, I, I met um, Dr. Bellamy, uh, I want to say it's been almost four years um, that I met her. We was actually in a community together four years ago. And uh, she's been on a couple of my group coaching calls um, just really amazing at what she does with her work. And um, Dr. Tiffany Bellamy is a psychotherapist and she resides in Chicago. And um, I wanted to bring her on. I wanted to bring a, a professional on 
because even as a coach, I, I don't, I'm not a therapist. And I tell people that all the time. I don't, I'm not licensed. Um, and I wanted to bring someone on who has the knowledge, but also, you know, practice this with her patients. And um, I wanted her to just bring more insight on a deeper level on, on why this is really important for you to really move forward properly. Okay. Um, I don't have a bio, <laughs> even though I had one. It's somewhere in my email. Don't be mad at me. But I will say that she's definitely gifted at what she does. And no, she's not going to be a first timer, only timer. She's going to probably be on here, you know, a few times because I, I enjoy the things that she teaches and how she teaches, which is what I gravitate to most. And I wanted to bring her on today because I think this is a good season for us to really understand mental and emotional health and the deeper meaning of self-care because now we can't run out and get our feet and nails and hair done, right? We're, we're home. And, you know, when, when we're home, it's like some of us may be having a difficult time right now. And I wanted to bring her on talk about what she does and the importance of this, um, of this. Okay. So without further ado, let me stop running my mouth. Um, Tiffany, Dr. Bellamy, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I am well, thank you so much for having me. As always, I enjoy speaking to you and the people that are in your community. So it is indeed an honor. Thank you so much. I, and I appreciate um, you coming because I know you've been busy um, with everything that's been going on. And I'm sure you've been, been getting pulled left and right with the pandemic. And so thank you for just taking some time to, to talk to the audience um, about this particular um, self-care. And so I wanted to ask you, like, when it comes to self-care, what, what is real self-care? Because um, versus this consumer self-care that we've been taught you know, pretty much our whole lives to do, but it's not really deeply, it's not really working for us. So if you can explain like what the real, what's real self-care. So when we talk about self-care, I'm going to push the word self out the way and just talk about what care really is. And, you know, self-care has become very trendy over the last couple of years. I know I've spoken on one of your calls before about this, but if we pull apart what care really means, and I get the definitions because I want people to understand it from a different aspect than the trendy and societal um, ways that we define it. Care is the provision of what is necessary for the health, welfare, maintenance, and protection of something or someone. That's one definition. The other definition of care, and this is care as a noun, is serious attention or consideration applied to doing something correctly or to avoid damage or risk. So if we hear the definition of care as a noun, technically it's not telling us nothing about, you know, our, the way our appearance should look or, you know, um, taking time out to drink and all those things, which don't get me wrong. In a certain respect, those are things that we do to maintain emotional and um, psychological health sometimes, and even physical health, you know, working out and all those things. 
But when we're talking about care, we really want to focus on providing what is necessary for the health, welfare, maintenance, and protection of ourselves. So in this context, you talk to a lot of people who have been engaged in um, relationships that have succeeded, may have, and I, and I shy away from using the word success or failure, but relationships that are still intact, those that may have been dissolved through divorce or those that are kind of shaky. And um, in this context, when we talk about how do we practice self-care, we really want to focus in on how do I attend to or how do I make sure that my mind, body, and spirit is a priority in relationships and even when we're no longer in relationships. So sometimes there are things that we do, like we've, you've talked about, sometimes there are things that we do to make ourselves feel good. So yes, you go and go get your nails done, you get the massages and all those things. But what we neglect is some of the core stuff. And that's what I kind of want to talk about today. Some of the core stuff that has to do with your mind, your body and spirit, because everything biological is psychological. So meaning everything, our feelings and emotions, are tied to our biology. So that tells us that we have to take care of our biology as well as our minds. Hmm. Oh, that's powerful. So the mind and the body and the spirit is something that we need to always take care of whether we're in a relationship or whether if we don't, it, it, whether if we're not, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Um, and so is it, and, and I just want to ask this question, does it seem based on your, your patients and your clients that come in, is it safe to say, especially from the ones who are coming out of relationships and breakups and divorces, did they either, did they never pay attention to their mind, body, and spirit, or when they got into a relationship, they may have lost um, that component or lost the, um, how can I say this? Did they stop taking care of that? No. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of both okay. because one, you have to think about how people are raised. Sometimes we're not even raised to prioritize these things. So there are clients that I come, that come to me in relationships or leaving relationships and they, as we, you know, discuss through therapy, they realize, well, shoot, I've never learned how to make um, my, the welfare of myself a priority or I didn't have the tools to attend to it. And then we do have people who are coming out of relationships where they realize that, man, I put myself on the back burner completely. And a lot goes into that, you know, we sometimes are led to believe that when we get in relationships, and this can be men or women, that in order for it to be successful is to pour into that other person completely and, you know, not uh, 
tune into ourselves. And sometimes, you know, that's not just, oh, you know, how we hear some of the stories of people like, you know, you get married, you gain weight, or, you know, she had kids, she stopped doing her hair and all that. I'm, th these, these are surface things, but I'm talking about, you know, some of the questions that we talk about is what did you neglect in terms of your health? What did you neglect in terms of your mindset? You know, how did you learn to address your emotions and your feelings and to navigate through that with your partner? Those are the things that go into self-care. Everything that comes out of that may be surface. So like, for example, you said, you know, after your relationship ended, you lost weight and that's a great thing. But what was the drive behind it? You know, emotionally, what was at the core of that? And those um, practices and things, that's what we look at when we teach self-care from this perspective, the mind, the body and spirit. So if I look at that, I'm, we're going to talk about what, where were your emotions? How did you learn to manage them? What, are the, what did they drive you to do? Did they drive you to isolate? And sometimes when we isolate, we do not pay attention to our feelings. You know, we just kind of bury them. We don't talk through our thoughts. We don't pay attention that every thought now becomes black and white or we start catastrophizing and um, ruminating over negative things. You know, I thought life, life becomes so toxic because we don't know, we don't know how to even deal with these things because we, A, maybe we haven't been taught or where it used to be a priority for us, it no longer is because we focus so much attention on someone else. So these are elements of self-care. And I don't want to keep talking too long, but if we look at the biology piece of that, the biological piece of that is our body is always talking to us. How much do we ignore it, right? Besides, you know, we're, we said gaining weight for an example, but our um, high blood pressure, diabetes, you know, even anemia, you know, mm -hmm. women who suffer from fibroids, stress and fibroids do not mix. All mm -hmm. of these things that our bodies are telling us and it signals or it turns on that switch for anxiety and depression and all of those things. We don't, we don't tend to them. So there is no self-care going on when we're in these spaces. Wow, that's that's good. I mean, you said a whole lot. And um, I would definitely say like, yeah, I lost the weight. I actually lost a lot of weight and I worked out. Um, working out was my outlet. And even though that was a that wasn't a bad outlet to have, but I was still suppressing everything else. Like I was never taught how to deal with emotions. That right. was never the, the talk in our home. It was like, you're strong. Get over it move on. And so, you know, I, I didn't know that that was a problem mm -hmm. until my body really said, okay, apparently I got to really take you through something hard. So even after losing the weight, I had the, like, I noticed that um, my digestive system was off mm -hmm. very badly. Mm -hmm. um, I started getting migraines, joint pain, mm -hmm. um, a lot of stuff, 
just was happening, like panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, what's going on? And um, it was just, my body was reacting to things that I just never dealt with. And so, like you said, that neglect um, of- the neglect of the emotional side of it. Right. Lead to these biological things going on. Right, because the mind and body is connected. And a lot of us really think that we can separate the two. And so um, when it comes to our behaviors and our emotions, they're driven a lot by what our thought process is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so how can one start paying attention to that? Because I, I don't know... I don't know. I want to say that I don't think many people are even aware that that's what they do because it is so routine. And it is promoted in our society. Our society is going to tell you to just keep going. You know, don't, you know, I, 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 I do believe that we should not be led by our feelings, but we do have to attend to them. Because feelings and emotions are real. They don't go away. Right. So in other words, we are, we're not taught to have an emotional intelligence. Right. Right. So what ends up happening is that we do drive off feelings. Like you said, feelings are accurate. They're right. They may not always be real as far as like when people say, I'm a failure. That may be how you feel, but that may not be the, the truth. Right. Mm-hmm. However, if we don't acknowledge that and deal with that, then it can often lead us to make decisions that aren't in the best of our well-being. Is that true? Yes. yes. Okay. okay. And ignore certain things that we shouldn't be ignoring because your body's going to tell on you all the time, all the time. So let's, let's talk therapy because therapy, now I will say, I am loving a lot of celebrities now that are going to therapy. I'm going to say that because therapy is nothing like it used to be like you you tell somebody you need to go to therapy you're like I ain't crazy like that was the first thing that people would automatically tie therapy to um and the reason why I want to talk therapy is because a lot of there's still maybe some misunderstanding on why therapy is needed for stuff like this Mm -hmm. when people are going through divorce or even a breakup because you don't have to be technically divorced you you know you can, right. went through a bad relationship and mm-hmm. I still believe you should go to therapy to maybe deal with some unresolved past trauma that you may not even see being an issue in your relationship. So let's, let's talk therapy for a second. Mm-hmm. Why does a person need to come to therapy? Well, I'll put it like this. Everybody doesn't need therapy but everybody can benefit from therapy. Everybody can benefit from therapy. The reason why I say everybody doesn't necessarily need therapy because some of us are blessed with the gifts to, uh, you know, that have good upbringing and have self-reflective skills and, you know, have some of the things that many of us don't. So many of us do, (laughs) need to go, but I, I, will, I won't say everybody needs to go, but everybody can benefit from it. So knowing that everybody can benefit from it in some way seals the deal for me. 
But the reason why therapy is so important, you know, and a lot of times we think of going to therapy as just when things are wrong. And that, and I want to dispel that myth. Mm. You don't only go when things are wrong. But the reason you go is, from my perspective and my practice, is to become the expert of you. Oh, I yeah. like that. Master you, boo. Okay. Look, yeah, I, just, I, was, <laughs> I know, love that. It's interesting that we study and we learn and we take classes for everything but ourselves. We don't do that. That's not promoted anywhere except in therapy. In therapy, who, who is the person you're studying? And what behaviors are you studying? Yours, you. So if we are on this earth and we are going to evolve and become better creatures and learn how to care for ourselves, you got to study yourself. You got to know why you tick. You got to know why do I think this way? You got to know why do I feel like a failure when I don't accomplish what? What does that mean to me? Where did I get that from? Who decided this would be the measure? What do I really believe about that? And I think that the secret of therapy has come out in, I'll say, the celebrity community because celebrities are people who want to win all the time, right? Mm. They want to win. Right. They make money on winning. They thrive on attention. And I mean, I can go down that road. But to share the secret sometime, because I call it, it was, the, it was the best kept secret, but I think everybody should have it. It lets people know that, hey, it normalizes everybody. It lets people know, hey, you can win too. You may not want to be a celebrity. You may not be a celebrity, celebrity but there is something out here that is working. Mm. And so that's my thing of why therapy. Hmm. So, and, and I'm going to tell you some of the things that I've heard just from, you know, people that you just may talk to through, through passing mm-hmm. is when, when we have a bad experience or maybe not the experience that we may have expected from a therapist, because, um, and, and I have my opinion on it. I, I'm a fan of shopping, just like mm-hmm. you would do anything else. Right. And sometimes, okay, we might pick this therapist maybe got like one session with them or two and feel like, you know what, it's not working and don't go back or don't do anything. How can we change that too? Because I mean, there's a lot of therapists in in the world. um, And just like in any field, um, everyone's not created equal, you know, or it may be just some people you don't click with, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on the person. Um, What can you say to that person? Because, I, I, I'm an advocate of us getting our mental and emotional health on track. Mm-hmm. And I know there's someone out there who may have tried to see a therapist. It didn't work. They say, you know what, forget it. I ain't got time. And then they just don't even try again. What, what would be your advice coming from um, an expert in, in her craft and, you know, just seeing some of the clients you have come in with maybe some of the issues that they have and you've helped them get through them, what would be your advice to that person? Well, the first thing is it is true. A therapeutic relationship thrives when the relationship is good, you know, when you are compatible. And so sometimes you are going to run into 
a provider or a therapist that you just don't gel with. And that's okay, but it doesn't mean it didn't work. We have to say what it means. It means me and that person did not get a chance to build or, or build a rapport enough for me to engage in treatment. So the, this is not like being with a medical doctor. A medical doctor, they can be a jerk, they can be really kind or anything, but what matters is what the medicine and the treatment that they give you. So with us, with therapists, the medicine is the relationship. It is, it's not a pill. So in order for you to have a better experience with therapy, one thing I always tell people is do your research. Don't just take a name that somebody gets you. Research them, see what their interests are. See what areas they specialize in. And some of this stuff you may not know if you say that somebody does a certain form of treatment, look at what that treatment is and see if that is something that you'd be interested in. And then even if you don't know when you have your first appointment, come with some questions. This way you can kind of understand um, where that person is coming from and if they meet your needs. One of the things that I hear a lot is, you know, some people um, meet with therapists and they say, well, that therapist, all she did or all he did was look at me and just shake his head. He didn't say anything. Well, that means that you may need someone who is from a different therapeutic framework that will talk back and forth to you. I always tell my clients that if you want a therapist like what you see in some old episodes on TV, that ain't me. <laughs> I am not your Freud. I ain't going to be laying on no couch and saying, mm-hmm, that's not me. And then they're like, well, praise God, because that is not my style. But it doesn't mean that somebody who does that won't be helpful to somebody else because there's another person that needs just to be finally be heard, you know? Right. Okay. So you have to figure out, okay, what, what do I need from this experience? Do I want somebody to talk back or shoot? I just need to get it out or both, you know? So those are some of the things research. Don't be afraid. If you want to stick with someone from your, ethnic background that's okay that is not shunned upon and actually if you feel like you'll be more comfortable with someone that is not in your ethnic background that is okay too because at the end of the day the research shows us that the therapeutic relationship thrives mostly when you have the same type of value system as the person mm. when you care about the same things and they meet what uh, emotional needs that you have then. Hmm. What are some of the downfalls, especially when you are ending a relationship? What are some of the downfalls of not healing? Mm-hmm. What, is, what, are, what are some of the, the, because I think sometimes people think healing is this thing of like something's wrong with you. You need to be fixed. Right. Um, and I, and I would definitely say that that was my philosophy <laughs> for a long time. I thought, you know what, child, please, I got rid of him. Um, <laughs> but actually, it wasn't even what I realized is that my healing, it had nothing to do with him. Right. And so it had everything to do with me. And um, what, is, what are some of the, 
unhealthy things that will continuously happen to you if you if you don't deal with that care um, mm-hmm. of your mindset, emotions, and feelings that you say that we often tend to neglect because I will say that we, like you say, we, we take pride in, um, oh, I'm just going to focus on my kids. I'm just going to, like, and I'm not telling people not to focus on their kids, but right, you get my exactly. point. Mm-hmm. We'll focus on everything, but like you said, us. Mm-hmm. And so how does that play in your day to day? How does that even play with your kids? Because I don't think people understand that domino effect that happens when you when you don't when you keep neglecting that mindset, those emotions and those feelings. Like how does it play out in your life and in your family life? Well, you've actually asked a loaded question. And so, no, and, and, and it's good because this is, it's a multi-layered thing, you know, to be honest, but I want to stop for a second. Let's focus on the word healing. And I think, and this is my perspective as a therapist that Mm -hmm. when we, when we think of healing, we believe that there's a destination to just being whole. So what I do is not that we shouldn't heal, but we should continue to evolve. As long as we are on this earth and God has given us breath in our body, we have the chance to evolve. Even if you are 99 years old, you still can evolve, right? So if we do not take advantage of the opportunity to evolve or to heal, as we've said, what can happen is that emotionally, we're still at the same place. And that's not the fault of anybody else. That is our responsibility. Nobody else can make us grow. That's why I say we got to be the expert of, of us. We have to grow. We have to know how to grow. And that's what therapy does. Helps us to learn the tools and gives us things to do to evolve. If we don't evolve, let me make it plain you're going to be back in those same type of relationships. You're going to make those same type of mistakes. Your Prince Charming or a better guy or a better gal can come along and you won't be able to be in a healthy relationship because you have not taken the time to evolve. Mm. You so might self, self-sabotaging like is, a, is a real thing. Oh. Girl. And then sometimes we we can still be in something and sabotaging it. Mm, girl, you're going to make me. <laughs> girl. But you it's know, real. It's real. And we have to know the, we need to know the side effects of, of this. Yeah, we have to be honest. You know, so you, you, you might get that next girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. But is the relationship going to evolve and thrive? No. And then you'll stay in it. Because now we're into a whole nother um, aspect of psychological and emotional welfare where I'm keeping up appearances, I'm people pleasing, which is another issue. And so this is why we strive to tell people to take the time to go to therapy, go to counseling, get to know yourself, understand how you think, understand your desires. And if you know, we wrap it around to self-care. I call it having, you learn to how to have a standard of care, a standard of care. What are my standards emotionally? What are my standards figu- 
uh, physically? What are my standards for relationships? What are my standards even for financial goals, parenting? You know, what kind of standard do I want to set for my children to see? And that's why, you know, we say that part of self-care can be engaging in therapy or counseling. Now, I, the one thing I'm going to touch on now, let you go, because I know I'll be talking too much, girl. No, nah, girl, um, you good. I'm sitting <laughs> over here taking it in. No, it's, it's, this is some things that people need to hear. Um, and you're fine. Okay. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to touch on as it pertains to relationships, and I get asked this question, like, how much time do you need to heal or evolve in between relationships? And to me, there is no set time because this is what we want to teach you to do is to always be healing and always evolving. Right. So if you're always, if that's part of your standard of care, you making break up with someone or end a relationship and be in this process and three weeks later meet someone else doesn't mean that you're going to engage and involve in the same way because you're in your own space learning to grow, heal, and evolve. But it doesn't mean that that person, oh, I can't talk to nobody because I'm all, I'm working on me. I'm working on me. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but I mean, so I don't want to say that it can't happen then. But, you know, more than likely, some of us say, hey, in order for me to focus, I do need to be just, you know, without extra chatter or entertaining right. someone else. But actually, there is no set time. What's set is how much do you want to work on you? How much do you want to feel better? Yeah. How, much how long do you how long do you want to hurt? Right. I think that's a that's very important. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. How long know. do you want to continue to live this way or make these mistakes or not acknowledge it? Your own stuff. I'm not talking about the other stuff that the person did. I'm right. talking about how you responded to it, how you felt about yourself before these things happened. You know, what did you learn that you now saying that they, that don't work for me, that may have worked for grandma to stay in mm. something, but it ain't mm. don't, it don't work for me. You know, mm. those are some of the things. Wow. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a it's definitely a lot of layers, but I would say the overall thing is that you, there's no benefit mm -hmm. um, in staying in a place where you aren't evolving. And I think mm -hmm. you, you said it perfectly. There really, really isn't a destination. It's more of a journey. And as you continue to go on a journey, you will always level up and be a better version of who you are. And I think that that's the the most important part is just allowing yourself to stay in that and stay on that journey and on that path of evolving because it is, especially for, I would say, I don't know. It just seems like now a lot of us are dealing with things that never got dealt with in our generational lives that for many of us, this might be our first time setting a new foundation and breaking those curses can probably be one of the most hardest and toughest things to do. And so, um, no, that's, that's good. I, I, have, um, I have one more question and I'm going to let you go because, you know, even with COVID-19, uh, one thing that I really thought about is there's nowhere to run, right? And what I mean by that is it's easy to avoid what we need to deal with because 
there's always some there's always been something to do whether that go be going out um you know going to buried at your at your office job and your work um there were many t- we had ways to escape what we needed to face and in this season right now a lot of that stuff can't be escaped because we're actually forced to be home we're very limited on what we can do and where we can go and my question is this can be a tough time for many people where depression is more higher maybe even suicidal thoughts i'm sure anxiety fear you know just the the, the stress is probably a lot more higher than than normal even when people are going through a divorce because now there's a lot more uncertainty due to what's going on what are some things tangible maybe small things maybe you know a couple of things that a person can do in this season to help get that care and and stop neglecting themselves? Well, um, one thing I did want to mention is that we don't have the acceptable escapes that we had, you know, when, you know, we could go about freely. And I think that one of the first things we need to recognize, you know, as we are trying to take care of ourselves and reduce just the stresses associated with the pandemic is recognizing what escapes are around that aren't healthy. This is a time where it's easier to do a lot more drinking. They haven't cut that off. If you notice the liquor stores are considered essential. Mm, Wow. That is very true. So um, it is easier for you to engage in, you know, harmful things to, our bodies and minds, mm-hmm. <laughs> go figure. And, and just a little note, dr- drinking does compromise the immune system. So I just want to throw that out there. I'm not saying I don't drink, but I'm saying that now, because we can't move and go about in more acceptable ways, it is now like, okay, well, I'm at home, I can drink. And you tend to drink more when you're still escaping some of the things that you're feeling and, you know, experiencing prior to the pandemic, but adding, you know, things that are going on with the uncertainty of when the so-called normal will be back into play. So I want us to recognize what ways are we escaping that are not healthy? You know, that's the first thing you can do in terms of, your standard of care. The other thing is there are a lot of resources available, Mm -hmm. even in a time where we're more restricted. As you know, um, counseling has moved towards telehealth. I mean, it's always been around, but a lot of the insurance companies have opened up the doors for the clients to be able to still continue to engage in um, telesessions and Believe it or not, people with new clients are still rolling in, you know, because some people are recognizing, hey, I need some help, you know. Right, okay. I need some help. So look for ways that you can still engage in some type of um, assistance and some, and, you know, some type of partnership with somebody. You don't have to be counseling. A lot of the coaches like yourselves are still offering things that, you know, may not cost as much. We know all about the types of financial assistance and food banks and all of those things rolling around. But 
you know, you have to kind of be, tell yourself that I may be at home, but I am still going to actively, you know, work on my standard of care so that when we transition to whatever's next, I'll be ready. Hmm. Wow. That's good. That's, that's really good. So just knowing, paying attention to what isn't healthy. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and that's the, you know, that, that's something that we can identify and then just seeing what other resources we have mm -hmm. in, in, you know, at this present moment, because there's still other resources that we can have. And I think that, I, I think that that's what we need to pay attention to virtual coaching, vir virtual therapy. Mm -hmm. I know, I know you, you're doing that. And um, I just want to encourage you guys out there to, to, to not suffer in silence. Mm -hmm. um, and you know what? And then my final suggestion is also to look around and see what's going right. Mm, celebrating. People, was, oh, people good stuff, have yeah. transitioned the way that they are serving us, even entertainment. You can get on Instagram and at any time find a DJ that <laughs> is. Um, and, and I'm telling you, these things, they matter. Because some do. of us love music. Some of us have a chance to party with the so-called celebs because they're in the chat boxes. And you can see the likes of Michelle Obama, Will Smith, Halle Berry in the chats. And everybody's doing good and having a good time because it lifts our spirit, right? Yeah, that's so then good. You have the, the music. You have a lot of um, things in media, interviews. It all goes in the pot. Is counseling or therapy the only way? No, it's just it goes in the pot. Um, read some books. Talk to friends. If you thrive off of being social, do the Zoom parties. I've been to a few. I have uh, got into, you know, working out challenges on the Apple Watch. There's a lot we still have. And if right. you. We, we did not, we were not, I don't think anybody was alive when um, there was a <laughs> pandemic in 1918. I don't think anybody. Yeah, that, yeah that's a. Um, but they didn't have any of this, these right. things. Any of these things. We have, we still have so much mm. at our fingertips. No, it's not, you know, outside like we're used to or whatever, but look around for what is working and what is right and what can help your spirit. YouTube University, that's another thing. Okay. You can learn how to do anything on YouTube. I'm about to learn how to do a hairstyle because <laughs> you know. Girl, okay. I had to look and see how to do my eyebrows. Look. Right. I'm telling you, look, I'm telling you, YouTube mm -hmm. is a, a powerful thing. But these are things that are tied to our emotional intelligence, our outlook on the future, you know, how to deal with uncertainty. We're modeling for our kids who may not come from a time of not having any of the things that we have now. See, some of us are old enough to remember when it wasn't the internet, you know, <laughs> or a lot of things like that. Right. So we have to be careful to also think about them and how to show them the way and all those things. So those are my tips. I think 
I want us to always say, you know, when you think of self-care, think of a standard of care for your mind, body, and spirit. Don't y'all love her? I love me some Tiffany. I'm telling you, I just be like all up in what she be saying because I just love the detail that you bring with it. You break it down, you make it tangible and relatable because I'm sitting here like, man, you're saying everything that we all need to hear. I don't care how many times you've heard it, but even myself, something that I need to hear. Um, and, and and that's why she going she she got to come back. I mean, you can't <laughs> just pop up one time and think you ain't going to come back like she said the word people pleasing and I just said, "Oh yeah. That is a <laughs> big one." And I I mean, she's just so dope at what she does. Um and I just love the fact that you 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 gave some really good advice and guys, please make sure that you don't overlook it. Like she said, use what you got, see what you have around you and thrive off that. I mean, believe it or not, we do have a lot at our fingertips and yes, it's not as conventional and convenient like we would like it to be, but this is when we have to get creative and learn that, you know, what can I do in this season? How can I still evolve? All right. So um, before we go, where can people find you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) my website is drtiffanybellamy.com. There you can find um, me and um, the type of services that I provide. I am a social media um, participant. (laughs) (laughs) So you can find me um, mostly on um, Instagram at dr underscore Tiffany Michelle. Well, I'm going (laughs) to, well, listen, I'm going to put it down in the show notes anyway, so that, that people can, can, can like you, follow you Mm -hmm. and also put your website out there, guys. If you um, are interested in in reaching out to her, you know, reach out to her. Um, She's, she's good at what she does and I'm sure she'll be able to help you in, in some of the things that you need. Um, So I think we are done. Um, thank you so much, Tiffany, for just being on here and taking time out of your day to just pour into, um, into my audience. And, um, yes, you, you will be coming back. I'm not even asking. I'm telling. Okay. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) But no, seriously. Thank you for having me. I always appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And guys, um, thank you again for, for tuning in this week. And um, you guys have an amazing day. And Tiffany, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. I just love me some Dr. Bellamy, y'all. I do. She is so amazing at what she does. And I'm definitely going to have her back on occasionally to pour into us um, and give us some really good information that's going to help us move forward. If you are in a place where you need a therapist, schedule a call with her, reach out to her. I'm going to put all her information in the show notes and also all her social media, ham- social media handles. And even if, like she said earlier, you know, you, you have to have a bond with that therapist, go and shop for one, see what you need in a therapist for you to evolve, right? Because we definitely want to make sure that we have that relationship and that connection with someone when we are 
getting past things that is causing us to remain stuck. Okay. And also, let me just add this on. Make yourself a priority. And I, and I don't mean that lightly. I am extremely serious. As women, we do not do it enough. And we always make everybody else the priority, which keeps us being optional. And in order to evolve and in order to be your best self, you cannot do that from an empty cup. And in order to keep your cup full and allow it to remain full, it can only happen when you make the choice to choose you. Okay, so guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Um, If you are in need of coaching and you would like a discovery call with me, whether that be individual coaching, single mom coaching, um, breakup and recovery coaching and even marriage repair coaching. Because, again, if you are in a place where you are extremely unsure, I want to help you get clarity on whether or not on what you should do. Okay, and also, please make sure that you are following me on my Facebook and my Instagram both of my handles are Miss Tanya Speaks. That's M-S-T-O-N-Y-A-S-P-E-A-K-S. And also, please make sure that you subscribe to my podcast so that you can receive weekly notifications on when the podcast will drop. And always make sure that you share, right? Make sure that you share this information. If you know somebody who's in need, please share this with them, okay? Because we want to do more than just survive. Our goal is to thrive, all right? So guys, that is it. That is all I had to share this week. You all have a wonderful and amazing day and I will see you next time.